I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello once again and welcome back to another episode of Father and Sundays, the unexplainable guide to absolutely nothing. We are on episode... What are we on, Dad? 61. We are indeed. And we are talking about Easter this week. Okay. Does this stick around with you anymore? <laughs> hello. Uh, hello. What was the laughter for? Well, I just wanted to follow on as if we'd... Laughing at the previous thing we'd said. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Okay, then. That's that's good. So, does the audience know that it's been about two minutes since we recorded the intro? Well, we have to save things every time we do them now because we had a disaster, didn't we? So we make sure we do that. So it's not I forgot a big to secret. save. Oh, didn't you? Oh, well, it's right, only like you? 15 seconds. Oh, right. Okay. Well, we'll save it after this bit anyway. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Uh, how, are, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right today. It's the Easter weekend. Yep. Um, I had a few days off anyway, but it's quite nice. You eating mm. any chocolate? I have had a little bit of chocolate today, actually. I kept pleading, pleading uh, your mother, to your mum, to, uh, <laughs> to let me have some chocolate. And then she eventually said yes. And then we, it's we, probably more we like, bought an egg for want? ourselves. Both, you know, both of us, one egg for both of us. So we had a few bits of that. But mm, yes. Two parents, one egg. Yeah. Interesting. That's the way we roll. Um, it's been a week where, uh, I mean, we've talked about this over the weeks, but um, we had the funeral for my mum, your nan, on Wednesday, which, uh, you know, all, all I'd like to say about it on here, because we, we have talked about it, so it'd be a bit weird if we hadn't said anything about it this week. Um, it went really well. It was a real celebration of her life. Uh, it meant we all sat down and talked about her and laughed a lot about yeah. the things she did. And personally, I, I felt that it was we done a we done a proud. People have said that, and that's a bit of a weird thing for me to say. But I think you especially got up and spoke about your nan and done an incredible job. Um, and yeah, so um, miss her greatly, but a good send off on Wednesday. Yeah, it was a mixture of. Well, it was very much remembering her, but there was a lot of laughing as well, which there was is a lot exactly of laughing, what... Because that was a whole point. She she yeah. led that sort of la- life where she really tried to enjoy things, really tried to keep the fun in everything. And I think that was reflected in it. Yeah. Else. And then on Thursday... Yeah. You said, for Nanny Joyce. For Nanny Joyce. Or NJ. Yeah. Um, we both are West Ham supporters. And, uh, you know, if you are a You're wearing a West Ham shirt, I am yeah. today. I was yesterday as well. Um, and they obviously went into in Europe and they're now in the semi-finals of the UEFA Cup. And NJ, Cup. my mum being such yeah. a... What did I say? You said UEFA. Oh, that's what it used to be called, the UEFA Cup. Um, so she was a massive West Ham fan, so that felt quite nice. It made us really happy, uh, but also it felt like quite a nice thing to happen the day after. And then we get on to today and switching it completely again... What happened today, well, Connor? Well, after a bit of a disappointing trip yesterday. Was it only yesterday? It was only yesterday. Oh, yeah. We went out on a journey. We went to a uh, shop. Shop. A pet shop. Yep. In which you can buy fish. Yep. On a good Friday. On a good Friday. My God, is it nothing It wasn't sacred. that great a Friday because the fish that I wanted, yep. Rummy Nose Tetras, Rummy Nose. Yep. Yeah. They apparently, they all died that morning. Oh, dear. In that tank. So I went out to a different shop today. 
and I bought six rubby nose tetras. Ah, oh, well done. <laughs> They're over there in that box. I can. That, well, that I, I would say I can see. see them, but I can't see them because I'm not wearing my glasses. There's at no the lights on that box, no, so it, it's quite difficult to see them at any time in there. When I say box, it, it is a a storage box that I've made into a quarantine tank before they go into the main aquarium. Hence the reason I'm saying box, and it has got water in it. It has Just got to water. In it, otherwise, that'd be a bit cruel, wouldn't it? Yeah. So we're on Easter. Easter weekend. Oh, look, it's almost like new life and Easter and stuff. Exactly. What a segue. What a segue indeed. So Easter, right. So obviously we don't particularly talk uh, religion on these podcasts because it's quite divisive and, and, you know, we don't, this is not the object of these is to upset anybody or to, you know. I'm sure we've managed to do that in the past. We've probably done that on other things, but um, Hurdler and Murderer comes to mind. (laughs) That was a favourite. Cult classic. So, most Christians refer to the week before Easter as Holy Week, right? I've learned a few things about this. I'm not a deeply religious person. I have faith, but, you know. Uh, Marking the entrance of Jesus to Jerusalem. So, you have Palm Sunday. You have one that I hadn't heard of, which was Spy Wednesday, which is basically about the betrayal of Jesus. Then you've got Maundy Thursday. That's confusing. Yeah, because it sounds like Monday, Thursday. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and the Last Supper, um, and then Good Friday, which obviously uh, Jesus. I'm I'm being really careful here what I say. So Jesus was crucified on Good Friday. Bit confusing. Why? Because it says good. good. I don't think they called it Good Friday then. And even since then, I don't think it's called Good Friday. Oh, feeling good today. Yeah. Go, go get crucified. <laughs> yes. No, not very good at all. But good news. It should have been called Good News Friday. <laughs> good Sunday. Because oh. he pop, popped up again uh, on Sunday when some of his female followers went to visit his tomb. And he was alive. So, And then there's the Monday... What happened Monday. on the Monday? Well, the Monday, they thought, well, we'd like to give everybody a day off on the Sunday, but no one's doing anything on the Sunday, so let's give them the Monday off as well. Yeah. yeah. Except also, if you work in retail or obviously pet shops. Yeah, pet shops are still open. Yeah. But this is the thing, though. I will point out, you said retail or pet shops, both are retail. All right. Not really important, but away you go. Anyway, so the thing is, though, that I'm, I'm questioning with it, is why it moves around every year. Because if things happened on this day, this day, this day... I think it's to do with... uh, Oh, God, if I say this wrong, I am so sorry. But I think it's to do with certain uh, moon cycles. And I don't mean bikes that you can use on the moon. Or um, just going around showing your bum. Yeah, it's not. I think it's to do with that. I think it has to be, or it, it, it's after the full moon. It's so many weeks after that, and then you've got obviously before then you've got Lent, uh, which is really the good day after. Oh, up. I'm so sorry. I am really sorry. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I did really wanted to. I don't know a lot about this, and I did actually want to and stop kicking that table because it's wobbling my mic. Um, so Lent is the day after what. You know, people term as Pancake Day or Shrove Tuesday. Pancake and the Day. the idea, I believe, is that you'd use up all your ingredients and that's why that sort of thing was made and pancakes were made and things like that. Yeah, because we all know because, that pancakes are just made from anything in the cupboard. Well, I think originally there probably would have been uh, making stuff that, from whatever was left. And then you went on the next day... Which would have, uh, this year would have the been the idea is you give up all that Ash kind Wednesday, of sweet yeah. stuff and yeah, you give yeah. up. So the second of March. Well, no, not. I think that's no, what how that's, it's been translated. That's, translated. Yeah. that's my point. Is it's giving up that kind of. So you're using up all your ingredients on Pancake Day, and then on Ash Wednesday you start Lent, and and I mean a lot of people these days, um, they will look at they're not so much fasting, but they might have. They might cut certain things out. And I have even known people uh, who, who are, you know, I, I know quite, you know, quite well. Of course, I know them quite well. But basically, they've given up something like social media, which might sound, but it, it's giving up something. It's that, that uh, the act of removing something from your life, uh, sacrificing a part of your life. It wasn't that you that gave up social media, was it? It wasn't me that gave up social media. But, you know, people might... 
usually I think I wrote down here like sort of fasting, repentance, moderation, self-denial, spiritual discipline, to set aside a time for reflection. Now, I don't think that's too, you know, whatever your beliefs, that's quite a good thing to do. I think if you, if you draw yourself back from everything, all the madness of life, and then reflect on that, reflect on maybe how you're feeling, reflect on what you, what you want to do, what you've done, you know, and all this sort of thing. I think that could be a quite good thing to do. So even if you aren't a Christian or you haven't got whatever religion you follow, if you're not that way inclined, if you've not, you don't believe in those things, then you still can embrace that side of it. And people do yeah, things I mean, like that, don't you've they? Got, it's, it's basically like a shorter term version of, of New Year's resolutions. In the New Year's resolutions meant to last a whole year and then <clears> only lasts a like a month uh, or two months sorry really but the whole, um, whole idea I guess is to maybe better yourself or yeah reflect on what you've done or or look at yourself and think what what do I you know what could I improve a, what I what what and for other people as but well it falls you know? in a very similar time period to Ramadan as well it does indeed and I and I imagine and again I have no knowledge and uh, you know I'm ignorant yes about, no knowledge no, no no knowledge in general but a same sort of thing there, I believe, and I think a lot, a lot of faith is about reflection. It's about uh, looking outwards, but looking inwards as well, uh, without getting too deep. And that's that's not a bad thing, as I say. It's not something that um, we can all do with at times in our life, anyway. Not necessarily on a certain a certain point for me, but I think there's nothing wrong with uh, you know having a Every so often, every few months of that, just sort of readdressing everything and thinking about things in a yeah, little I mean, bit of a different way. It's a general good way of living. You don't necessarily have to do it at one time a year. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to do it uh, to coincide with a religious holiday or anything like no, that. No, absolutely You can do it any time of year. You can stop and reflect. That's why New Year's is quite a good point because it's essentially the new well, it's start. Fresh, the isn't year, it? It's isn't a fresh it? start. And yeah. I think that's the, that, that works into all this as well about it being a fresh start, something life coming back, you know, and, and things. And I, I love this time of year anyway, as we hear spring, because it is just an incredible time, you know, when you look outside and you've got blossom and you've got flowers and you've got, God, I'm tur- what am I actually turning into here? Perhaps this is the real me. Perhaps this... Yeah, you, you love know, your bit of blossom. I like a little bit of I blossom. I might start calling you blossom. You can call me whatever you like. But... All right. Within reason. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> but it's a nice, it's, it feels, you've gone through winter, it's quite difficult, the days are, uh, are very short, very, you know, you get up in the morning, it's dark, you go to bed in, in the evening, or you come home in the evening, it's dark. Now, you shut your eyes and it's dark. And it's dark, you go in, in the cupboard under the stairs Dead and it's dark. dark. Yeah. yeah. Um, you look in the oven and it's dark because the bulb's, bulb's gone, gone in there. Yeah. Um, and you so, press the little button thing on the side of the fridge, uh, when you're looking at it and it goes dark it goes because dark. that's but how no, the fridge but now, works. I mean, you look and you, we're thinking about summer and that, but it, obviously at the moment it's very warm here where we are in, in England. Um, it's light. It's light. The, the evenings are Still lighter. Still not in the cupboard it under the stairs. It just makes you feel though, a lot. No, but it just, well, it just makes you feel a lot better. I don't feel the need to go in the cupboard under the stairs when it's like this and I can go Did outside. Did you do it much in the winter? I'm in there all the time in the, in winter. the winter. Yeah. Yeah. You spend, that's just where you hang I'm out. I'm like Harry Potter. I spend all my time in there in the winter. I don't think you did by choice. Well, well I, got, I was sent there, was I, from, for doing things wrong? No, Harry Potter was just put there. Oh, he was put there, yeah. Yeah, no, but me. even though there was a spare bedroom upstairs. Oh, no, it's outrageous, isn't it? Yeah, I was, but I was furious when I saw Do you reckon that. you could fit a bed in a cupboard under the stairs? No, I don't think we could. I don't think they could fit a bed in the cupboard under their stairs either, really. How about a hammock? Uh no. no, cat box. Yes, yeah, we've got one there. But anything other than a cat box, I think we might be in trouble. In space in the ISS, they sleep in pods, but because there's no rule up, they're all like all over the place. You can have a bed on the floor wall bit, and see. Bit like your mum in bed, then all over the place. Or is that how she sleeps? Yeah. yeah. 
I hear she um, sticks a leg out of the covers and she then sticks a leg the out covers. to test the temperature uh, to see what's happening and then pulls it back in again. Yes, apparently she's quite fidgety. She is quite it's fidgety. What the cat's been telling me. Yeah, the, the cat. It doesn't help. The cat's sort of comes and sleeps on you as well. Mum He's was, a nightmare. Mum was telling me the other day that. Um, when it comes to the cat, he said she actually he actually came and snuggled up with her like the other morning. But I think he doesn't like sleeping next to her quite so much because she does fidget so much. Yeah, I think he gets the ump even more than he does. That's why he goes generally. and lays on you because yeah. you don't fidget quite as much. No, do you fidget at all? I am fidgetless. You're fidgetless. I certainly am. Father and Sundays present. Things you didn't know that happened ages ago. The first mooning or showing of your bare bum in recorded history was 66 AD, where a Roman soldier mooned Jewish pilgrims on their way to Jerusalem. This caused a riot, an over-response by the Roman military and the death of thousands. Right, are we getting on to the interesting bit, like the chocolate Don't and the stuff? Don't say it like that, that's terrible. Well, there's two sides of this, isn't it? Obviously, it's a bit like Christmas with, um, obviously... Advent a, calendars. A, a Christian holiday, but then, you know, we have Santa Claus as well. This, you've got, obviously, Easter weekend, what we've just talked about, about Jesus, and then you've got the Easter bunny. One huge difference, just based on your comparison of Christmas and Easter right one huge difference between Christmas and Easter and Easter Bunny and Santa is lack of films lack of films yeah there's so many Christmas films and not all of them have Father Christmas in but there is a lot of Christmas films name an Easter film a film with rabbits in it Watership Down Easter Hop yep Hop that's it yeah with Russell Brand Yep, and uh, there's the one where uh, James Stewart sees a giant rabbit. Rabbit? Uh, rabbit. Um, Is that an Easter film? I don't know. He's just got a rabbit. Well, it hasn't actually got a rabbit in it because he doesn't really see going it. Wallace and Gromit and the Curse to Wear Rabbit. There's that one as well. That's a classic. Yeah. But that's not an Easter film. No, it isn't. Actually, I don't know. It might come around Easter. Yeah. But like, Batman's just come out. Isn't that an, is that an Easter film? Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah it's very much an Easter film. Um, yeah, so there's the Easter... To be fair, the new Spider-Man was a Christmas Easter film. Easter Bunny, something I don't quite get anyway, right? But an Easter Bunny uh, began in Germany, um, but no real co- connection to uh, any sort of Christian side of things. Uh just the there was a symbol of a pagan goddess and spring and fertility, um, and I think her spirit animal was a hare. So there's kind of a little bit of a time between a hare and a rabbit there. <laughs> you were, it rode. Oh, did it? All oh, right, yeah. okay. Uh, as pagan traditions blended with Christian holidays I've got here, we saw the Easter bunny lay a nest of colourful eggs. Today, chocolate, obviously, for children who are well-behaved. Right, now, one thing here, right? A rabbit laying eggs. Yeah, and the fact that you said they're chocolate... No, I said... ...concerns me, they're not eggs. Yeah, we saw the Easter Bunny lay a nest of colourful eggs, right? First of all, they were just coloured eggs. They weren't chocolate at all. It's only in recent times that they've they've changed... You know what that is? That's a a rabbit... Cadbury's, that is... What? That's Cadbury's churning them chocolate, yeah. No, what are you going to say? I was going to say about the ra- the fact that a rabbit's been eating some dodgy stuff yeah. and it's just passing completely through their system and then laying them again. Well... It's like been eating Lego bricks or something. If, they, if the Easter Bunny lays a nest of colourful eggs for the good children, what is he doing for the bad children? Raisins. You know, at Christmas they get coal, obviously rabbit poop. So raisins. that make, reminded me of the fact that your sister, Becky, um, when we used to go out into the countryside, I can remember a couple of occasions when I'd turn around and look and she'd be eating rabbit poo. So is she like preempting the fact that she'd been naughty or what? Anyway. You upset there because I mentioned the raisins thing. 
No. Why would I be upset? Well, because wasn't the whole thing with Becky is the fact that she went, what are you eating? She went raisins. I don't think she talked at that point. So, you know, what was she doing? Mind, just walking along like, eating stuff? She wasn't walking. She was sitting there. Well, how did she pick up the rabbit poo then? Because it was on the floor because we were in a field oh, where there'd been rabbits. There. Yeah. Right, but I thought you were walking along. No, we weren't walking along. So how, how come you weren't looking at her when she was... Because we were sitting there having a picnic and she was having her own little picnic. But, you should uh, be paying more attention to your daughter. I should have, but I wasn't. <laughs> Maybe this is why she's turned out the way she has. Uh, maybe I don't know what that means but there you go <laughs> so Issa was named after an Anglo-Saxon goddess Aeustre so that turns into Easter it's almost an anagram of it anyway <laughs> did you know and we're going to have a few of these now because I've got a few facts about Easter and that side of it and other countries and how they what traditions they have around it as well so are you ready for this did you know more than 1.5 million Cadbury cream, Cadbury's cream eggs are produced every day. And this is why it's so hard to get that £10,000 white chocolate egg. Evidently, yes. Piled on top of one another, it will be 10 times higher than Mount Everest. 10 times, and that's quite a big mountain. Yeah. 10 times higher. The act of painting eggs, this is, did you know the act of painting eggs comes from a Ukrainian tradition? Pisan Kar, right? And I'm fairly confident I've pronounced that right. Fairly confident. Really confident. Hmm. Did you know, Connor? Did you know this? Pretzels used to be associated with Easter. Because apparently the twists resemble arms crossing in prayer. And from the 50s, Germans would eat a pretzel and a hard-boiled egg for dinner on a Good Friday. A twist. A, a pretzel and a hard-boiled egg for dinner on a Good Friday. No wonder the Germans are like they are. <gasps> what do you mean by that? I didn't mean anything by that. That was just a silly little comment. Do you like hard-boiled eggs? Talking about German, I don't... Well, I, had, I do eat hard-boiled eggs, but... I prefer Cappy's cream. Eggs. I don't think I've ever eaten a hard boiled egg. Pretzels they just put me off. I don't think I've really eaten pretzels either. But apparently, there's some cinnamon pretzels you can get from places. They sound quite nice. Yeah, they do sound quite nice. Again, in Germany, it's illegal to dance in public in the majority of the states within Germany. Apparently, music is allowed. I think it's a Good Friday, but you can be allowed to play music, but you're not allowed to actually dance to them at Easter at Easter so it's illegal to actually dance in public on that particular day it should be illegal for some people to dance in public all the time it probably is it probably should be and I'm probably one of those people yeah did you know you shouldn't go out on an Easter Monday if you're a woman in the Czech Republic or Slovakia do you know why no <laughs> I'm glad because I'll go on. Local men and boys roam the streets with gaily decorated willow switches, which is like whips, usually adorned with ribbons, looking for girls to lightly whip. Hmm. It's supposed to encourage good health and beauty. That is shocking. <laughs> that is strange. It is strange. Um, did you know, this is a bit grim. In New Zealand, at Easter, the good folk of Otogo grab their guns for the annual Great Easter Bunny Hunt, which is quite difficult to say, to rid the farmlands of invasive pests. With over 500 hunters vying for the coveted trophy and 3,500 New Zealand dollars, doesn't seem a great deal of money, for their prize money, over 10,000 are killed each year. Now, I know that rabbits breed at an absolute pace, right? But And and I'm sure they are pests to the farmlands, but that does seem a bit grim, doesn't it? Yes, I did stop listening partway through. Why? I don't know. Oh. Just, just drifted off for a Thanks moment. Thanks ever so much. I'm back now. Okay. Uh, did you know chocolate... They don't use chocolate in Papua New Guinea. Sorry, it? say it again. Chocolate. Interesting way of pronouncing that. Chocolate. What? 
That's how you, you say chocolate. You seem to be saying it C-H-O-C-L-I-T. Chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, where's he chocolate? Chocolate. <clears throat> I want me chocolate. Chocolate. Right. It isn't much good in the jungles of Papua New Guinea. So Easter trees are decorated. What do you reckon they put on those trees in Papua New Guinea? Instead of Rabbit chocolate. feet. No. Instead of chocolate. Meat. No. Why would you st- why would you decorate a tree with chocolate anyway? Well, you do. I mean, there are places where they put eggs on the tree. They hang them from a tree in ornaments. Oh, and because like eggs that. grow in trees. Yeah, and they come from rabbits. Rabbit rabbits lay them in nests on trees. Right. I think they're getting confused with birds and rabbits. I think they are. I'll tell you what then, because you haven't come up with the right answer. Tinsel. Easter trees are decorated with sticks of tobacco and cigarettes in Papua New Guinea. And at the end of the service, they hand them out to people. Oh, well. <laughs> nice, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds really good and really healthy. Um, is, I think, might be the last did you know here. Did you know in Hungary, the women dress up in traditional clothes on Easter Sunday and get splashed with water, sometimes a bucket of water thrown over them? Bit better than if you were in Slovakia or Czech Republic, but not very nice, all the same in Hungary, eh? No, so, um, are you dumb? Well, no, I mean, I just, uh, I, I can't really get my head around this Easter Bunny thing, because it should have been a chicken, really. There are chickens, chickens do play quite a big part in, um, within Easter as well. You've got the chicks and stuff like that, they talk about Easter Yeah, but that's chicks more to stuff. do with... Yeah, well, I suppose that's more to do with the spring. And well, yeah, this is the whole thing with Easter, is Easter, and that's why it coincides with the pagan holiday, in which it's essentially the celebration of spring and things coming back to life. See, that's why it also coincides quite well with Easter, and in the sense of the religious sense with Christianity, yeah. is it's things coming back to life, things being reborn. We've got the, the, the flowers being reborn. You've got the new... Um, like as in animals like such as chickens this is the time where they're generally hatched and stuff like that so it's it's that time of year and that's why things coincide quite well oh, um, right. this is it why you've got things like eggs because eggs signifies the life. birth of something yeah, new yeah. life of something new because but without sounding funny you can't just go around handing out chocolate fetuses it looks like oh, you've ruined that for me now essentially uh, that's what an egg is isn't it well, it is, yes, but yeah, okay. I, and who was the first, first person to try an egg? I don't know. There was a lot of people that tried things for the first time who are very, very brave or very, very stupid. Yeah, like the first person to milk a cow. Yeah. I mean, what do these dangly bits do? Yeah, and I'm not Come being funny. Here, You've got to wonder about Put that Put your head person. under this. <laughs> Nigel, and don't do that. <laughs> um, but I get it. It's a, the rabbit part of it, I think, is because they reproduce a lot. I think that's basically it. They bring loads of new life into the world. And I think that's what I've chosen. And they're cuter than chickens. And also the person in charge was a fox. And they really like eating rabbits. So so there you go. That's, that's solved all that mystery then, but- is it? It's not very common within this country for people to dress up as the Easter Bunny, as far as I'm aware. But apparently within places like the US, I think that's a bit more common. But we also... I mean, we used to do Easter egg hunts as kids. We that, did. That used to used to set up things like riddles and stuff. And yeah. We'd have to go around and find the next one. When I say riddles, it was like, um, I don't know if you've checked, but it will be underneath the deck. We don't have a deck. But, or yeah. look under the stairs is basically what it'd say. <laughs> um, and then there was also musical ones that you started doing later on. Oh, but I did, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, I did. You did start used doing to do them. musical ones, but this this is a big thing with Easter as well. It's the it's the traditions when you got the Easter egg hunts and stuff like that. Um, it seemed to be very big in places like America, from what you see on TV and stuff but like that. But then they take things like Halloween and stuff like that. Those sort of these could be classed as sort of pagan sort of things anyway. And I've just said that there's a there's an element that was born through through uh, sort of paganism. Uh, paganism. So, you know, the idea of hiding eggs and the Easter egg hunt and the with, this, that and the other. With us, though, when we were younger, we didn't used to have, like... I actually remember 
getting a number of Easter eggs, but not necessarily from you and mum. Might get like, um, but I know I know Easter CD or I know of some people that would get get a lot of Easter eggs every year. I think, but um, yeah, we used to get things from like granddad and stuff. But you used to often give out an Easter present that would be like a DVD or a CD or just something small. I think from the point of view, there was a couple of things there. One, uh, well, probably they both the same thing, but one that you would get Easter eggs of other people. Like of your nans or your aunt, your nan, um, your nan, um, and then you'd have lo- loads of chocolate, right? Which is not to eat loads of chocolate is not good for you. So instead of just buying you another egg for you to eat, um, we used to get you something. So it might be a CD, it might be a DVD, and at the end of those Easter hunts, that tended to be what they were. You might get a small egg or a bag of mini eggs, and then you get. So, you know, a, CD, a DVD you were after, a CD you were after, or something this like that. This is the thing, though. They're longer-lasting as well. It was always the longer-lasting stuff that we used to do for stuff like that. Yeah. Um, used to be a bit of a laugh. I'd forgotten about that. What, the Easter egg hunts? Yeah. Have you not prepared one for the second half? No, I haven't prepared. I've prepared... What I had prepared for the second half, or what I have prepared for the second half, took me long enough. So, um, no, I haven't, no. Maybe no. next year. Yeah, do you reckon? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, for, for us as a... As a family, the way we actually did Easter was a little bit different to the to the norm of such. And I remember it was such a big thing. And we used to enjoy it so much that we'd, we'd ask you to do it every year. And it was a bit of a disappointment said, where you went. This will be the last year of doing this. I we think missed, I still did it. We missed, <laughs> I think we might have missed out for like a year. And then you did it the year after that. Because you went, actually, I enjoyed that. Well, I do enjoy and, doing um, it. But it, was, it does take a long well, while. I think this is the thing with this now is uh, part of it was... You quite enjoyed doing the, uh, what's it called? Like the musical aspect, because you started doing the musical aspect of it. Yeah. And you quite enjoyed doing that. But this, oh, sorry. Oh um, this, as well as other things, has allowed you to get your musical creativity out uh, a bit more rather than just saving up for Easter. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, a part the, of the, the thing is you go through the stage you. where you were getting older, you kids... You weren't really kids anymore, but you still quite enjoyed it. And then I didn't know whether you were just humouring me. It made me. it a lot easier as well, didn't it? Yeah, I didn't know if you were humouring me or not. I'd often put things about and put them, I'd bury them in the garden because you used to have plastic eggs that had, you'd open up and they'd have the next clue for the next bit that you had yeah. to find. So, But I, it was a case of thinking, are they just humouring me and... And I'll keep them doing this, and in the end, we'll be doing it, and they'll be in their fifties, and I'll still be doing it. Do you reckon you do it for your grandchildren? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, I will do it. If they ever, if I have an opportunity to do it for them, I will do it for them. How old, how old do you think Annie's is going to have to be before you? Well, they're going to have to read, aren't they? For a start, they can do it with their mum and dad, maybe, but otherwise, they're going to have to read. Uh, so that you have to wait for a little while for that to happen. Oh, you heard it here first, Annie and Becky. The Easter egg hunts are coming back, especially you, Annie. They're uh, back. They're going to be coming back. I'll do it for you, a, lot, if you like. The next couple of I'll years. I just need a little bit of notice, that's all. Tomorrow? That's too late notice. Thank you. All right. <laughs> On to a story. Yes, onto a story. I've written a short story, um, and that short story is entitled Where Do Eggs Come From? Um, and I think it's sort of half educational, half um, just pure fun. And uh, yeah, so... I look forward to hearing it then. Okay, great. Where Do Eggs Come From? By David Harding, 53 years and ten months old. I'm glad you added that bit. This is Feather. Feather is a very inquisitive chick. Inquisitive is a long word, isn't it? Inquisitive means nosy. One day, while Feather was skipping around in the farmyard, she saw an egg. It was brown and oval in shape. Oval means egg-shaped. And although Feather had seen one before, she suddenly realised she had no idea where they came from. She saw Connie the cow in a nearby field and skipped over. Connie, where do eggs come from? Connie paused for a second and with an expression on her face that was difficult to read, she was a cow after all, she continued chewing the grass in her mouth and stared at Feather. 
I think the milkman brings them here, she said. Feather thought that was unlikely, but thanked Connie and continued through the farmyard. Ahead of Feather, she saw Jumper and Cardigan, two of the sheep that lived on the, <laughs> at the farm. Wow. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you know where eggs come from, Feather asked? Bear jump. Oh, sorry. Jumper and Cardigan <coughs> looked at each other. Bear eggs? Bear. Where do eggs come from? They both said in unison. Unison means two or more people saying something simultaneously. Simultaneously means at the same time. Yes, said Feather. Connie the cow said the milkman brings him, but I'm not sure. Jumper and Cardigan laughed. The milkman? Of course not. Why not get eggs? Why? You get eggs from the supermarket, young Feather. Feather thanked them and carried on through the farmyard. She still wasn't sure she'd got her answer. Jimmy the horse was being groomed in the stable at the far end of the yard, so Feather skipped over to speak to him. Hello, Jimmy. I was wondering, where do eggs come from? Connie the cow says it's the milkman, and Jumper and Cardigan the sheep say they come from the supermarket, but I don't think eggs come from either of them. Jimmy stared at Feather for what seemed like an eternity. Eternity means more than one day. Oh, my goodness. Hmm, <laughs> eggs, you say. He paused again. I've seen Barbara, the farmer's wife, carrying them in a little wicker basket. Yes, that must be it. Barbara, you get eggs from Barbara. 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 <laughs> Feather thanked Jimmy, but didn't think they came from the farmer's wife. She felt like she would, she would never find out where eggs really came from. Just then, Mr. and Mrs. Cluck came round the corner. Hello, Feather, said Mrs. Cluck. You look a bit sad. Feather explained that she had been asking all the animals at the farm where eggs came from. Yeah. All right. I think I said that right at the beginning. Yeah, you did. So Um, this could potentially be a parent. Yeah, all the animals. No, these aren't no parents. At the end of the farm, where the eggs came from. But they still hadn't found... uh, Sorry. I'm going to start that again because you interrupted. Feather explained that she'd been asking all the animals at the farm where eggs came from, but that she still hadn't got a satisfactory resolution to her quandary. That means answer. Connie the cow said they're from the milkman. Jumper and Cardigan the sheep said the supermarket. And Jimmy the horse said they come from Barbara, the farmer's wife. But I don't think any of them are right. Mr. Cluck shifted uneasily from side to side, made his excuses and left. Mrs. Cluck smiled at Feather. Well, Feather, they come from hens like us. Feather frowned. Every day, approximately six hours after sunrise, I push an egg through my cloaca, or what the humans call my vent. It's the same vent as you poo through, but when the egg comes out, the tissue of the uterus extends with the egg, a sort of inside-out trick until the egg is entirely out of the vent, or cloaca. Feather fainted. The end. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. Next time, Lord of Lamb finds out where pork chops come from. Oh. (laughs) Pork chops, lamb chops, even. That's that's very good. Um, Just a couple of things I'd like to, to comment on. I like the fact that you explained... Yes. A lot of different words. Well, I, I think there's, you know, you shouldn't talk dumb to children. You should talk properly to them. But no, just let them know um, what these particular words mean. And they do need to know exactly where things come from. Not under a mulberry bush or a stalk bringing them or things like that. Do you know how... Um, it comes out of their cloaca. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a good word, that as well. It is. Um, do you know how, what, how cows eat, by the way? You know, because you were saying they're just chewing grass. But that's chew not really, the cud. Yeah, they chew cud. Yeah, because they've got a number of stomachs and yeah. they chew it. And, they yeah, eat and the this. grass and it goes down yeah. and then they bring it back up again and then they chew the cud. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And then it goes back down again yeah. to another stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't, you didn't specify that in the story. And I just well, there was a, I didn't want to overload you with information in that. I mean, this is, your is voice a children's breaking? book. No, no, I don't know what's happening to my voice. It's all those different hilarious characters that I did. I think it was yeah. the last... <laughs> that I did that finished me off. I'm just going to have Frinished. a little... 
<clears throat> cough, yeah. No, no, and you correcting me every five seconds doesn't help. Well, it's <laughs> funny, just I was listening to it and then, uh, you know, you obviously, you go through it and then there's just a couple of words that just drift off and say something different. But okay. Barber was my favourite. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. They come from Barber. Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> the Barber. She does a bit of hairdressing on the side, oh, Barbara. does she? Yeah. yeah, she does, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's my little story for the week. <laughs> You say like there's going to be loads of stories every week. Maybe there'll be a series of stories. Who knows? Woohoo! So, well, it's the it's the the time where games are played. It is the time where games are played, and this week also is known as game time. Also known as game time. You've heard that sting already. Yep. Do you want to hear another sting? Yes, please. Go for it. Do you think you'll crack this quiz? I mean it, it's no yoke. I hope you come out of your shell, you're such an excellent bloke. Do you know these baldies? For each one there's a fact. Just match them to their profile, there's a good old chap. Do you know what I think of that sting? I think you like it, do you? No, it's terrible. No, it was good. Yeah. Do you yeah, really think it was terrible? No, I think it was really good. I think oh, it was right. a lovely sting, Dad. Oh, it was a lovely sting, was it? Yeah. Okay, right. It's a nice stick so you've got there. I've got a stick. I've got a... a, a, a uh, piece of paper. Piece of paper with some... Um, Bald people on it. Well, they're like eggs in egg cups. Look, all these people in here, right? They're all bald. Right, they're all bald. They all look like eggs. So... I have a series of questions, right? No way. I have 10 questions. When I give you that question, like question one, I'll ask you a question, <laughs> which you'd imagine it would be. You've got to guess which of these eggheads refers to that question. So it's 10 questions. Questions. Yes. And 12 heads. Yep. Ooh, so it's going to be two left over. It's two left over. Okay. Which I have got questions for, however... It just means that it's a bit rogue. You could you could choose something. So it means that even when I get to the end, there's still a chance so it could be one of the others. If you guess it, um, I'll write it down with the pen that I'm going to steal off Borrow you. Borrow from me. And then at the end, we will go through the answers. Okay. okay. Are you ready for this then? Yep. Question one. Which of these baldy bonces shaved his head for a well-known lead role and then continued to shave his head for the rest of his life. Well, I'm looking at that, and I don't think it's Gandhi, which is number 10. I don't right. think it's Gandhi because he, uh, he doesn't act. Um, is number five Bruce Willis? Number five is Bruce Willis, yes. I, I can't place number three. You're not going to tell me either, are you? No. That's right. The whole point is that you have to look at these and you have to identify who they are. And you might not be able to identify who they are, but you might be able to eliminate some of them and then tell me a number which you believe it is. All right. Well, I'll go... For, if I Just to help the audience, yeah. the listeners, I will go for a name who I think they are, okay. first of all. So number, number one, one is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You've drawn egg cups underneath each of these as well. It's very nice. Yeah, I know, because they're eggs. In yep. Egg. It's get, Easter. Yep. Get it. I took a little bit of time over this. Yep. Anyway, number two. Number two is Ross Kemp. Right. Also Grant Mitchell. Yep. Number, number three. Number three is a strange looking guy with big eyebrows. Yep. Number four is Humpty Dumpty. Yep. Number five is Bruce Willis. Yep. Number six is Guru from Despicable Me, a.k.a. Steve Carell, wasn't it? He plays him. Steve Carell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seven is uh, Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. Yep. Number six is uh, sorry. Number eight is um, Jim Carrey without any hair. I don't know. Um, number nine. This is um, Andy. Andy. At the one that is it? Is he the one that does uh, Peppa Pig that we spoke about at the dinner table the other day? Oh, you think that's Andy Hamilton? Not Andy Hamilton, the other one. No, it is. That's the one we were talking oh, about. Is it does. Andy Hamilton? No. Well, Andy Hamilton's the one with the beard, the small one that does the writing and everything. The one that, hello there, talks a bit like that. Yeah. 
No. Okay, so it's, it's not, not him. him. No. All right, that's um, Gandhi. Yeah, and that's um, I don't know. Okay, and that's um, Samuel Jackson. Okay, so there's a couple there that you're unfamiliar with, but yep. that's okay. We can work with that. So Bruce Willis, you think the one who shaved his head and then subsequently shaved his head from there on was Bruce Willis. Yep, number five. Right, I shall write that down next to it. Okay. Oh, so you're writing it down, so you're not telling me so that it potentially could be that I get one that fits Bruce Willis a bit better and then I have to put him in at that one instead. Yeah, but you've already made that decision, okay? But I can still use Bruce Willis again if he fits. If you want to. Okay. Question like two. for all of them. Which of these follically challenged fellas recently <sighs> announced his retirement from acting? Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying number five for number two, one and two, question one and two... <laughs> Can I change question one? No, 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 you can't. I reckon it's Samuel Jackson's question, question one then. Question three. Which of these recededly nice guys... <laughs> oh, my goodness. You really offend these people. I was really pleased with that. <laughs> which of these recededly nice guys represented GB at the Olympic Games? <gasps> which of these guys at the Olympic Games? Right. So, you know... You think you you think it can't be Bruce Willis, and it's unlikely to be Humpty Dumpty. I could Wallace think it could be Wallace. Or oh, it's unlikely to be Gandhi as well because he's not British, right? Okay, or The Rock, right? Or Samuel Jackson, right? It could be uh, Ross Kemp, but I don't think it was, right? Um, I'm trying to look at someone I recognise. Um, that number three, yeah, I reckon he's an Olympian. Right. It's number okay. Three. Oh, sorry. Number three. Okay. So, num- question number four. I know this is a bit confusing with all that. I should have done the oh, A, no. B, C, D thing. I've changed my mind now. Right. Oh, I'll let you change your mind if you want to. Number 11. Which one's number 11? That one? Yeah. You think it's number 11, the Olympian, yeah? No. No. Go back, stick with that one. Go back to right, three. Okay. Okay, question four. Who said the words, I said dark gun, not fart gun? Um, oh, uh, that was Gru, number six. Number six, Gru. I said dad gun, not fart gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good, actually. Um, question five. Which of these slapheads had his own wig consultant? Has his own wig consultant? Which of these slapheads? I'm own, loving this pointy stick. Has his own wig consultant. Wig consultant. Mm. Oh, it's unlikely to be Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> it's unlikely to be Wallace. It's unlikely to be Gandhi. It's unlikely to... Oh. See, the thing is, it could be an actor. Because yeah. it might be that they've got wig consultant for sometimes when they do things on TV or film. Yeah. However, um, I don't think... I think Most I've of these seen, are actors. I don't think I've ever seen Samuel Jackson um, with hair apart from like only a couple of times, but then that was more when he was younger anyway. Right. Um, again, with Dwayne Johnson, not often with hair. Okay. Ross Kemp was in EastEnders and also in prisons. Yeah. That's, that's what he does. I reckon it's number three again. <laughs> you reckon it's number three again? Yeah. How could that possibly be the case? Right, okay. Question six. A lot of horses and many more men couldn't save this bonehead in the end. Samuel, no, it's uh, Humpty Dumpty number four. Number four. Sure? I like this game, number yeah. four, Number three, you like this game, do you? Yeah. Can we do this again with more bald people? Yeah, definitely. I've had loads of questions. We'll do bald, bald women next time. Uh, question seven. Which one of these bone-dome beauties was a law- lawyer in the beginning? In the beginning? What, like when the earth was formed? When they were younger. Oh, right. They, they're they not known for being a lawyer, but they were a lawyer. And they still are. Well, they were a lawyer. If they're still alive, they still are a lawyer because they can go back to it if they're not alive anymore they once were a lawyer hmm so which one of these is a lawyer which one of these 
started their life as a lawyer. Again, it's unlikely to be Wallace. Yeah. Because he's made a clay. No, he's not. Plasticine. No, wasn't he part of the company Wallace, Wallace and Gromit? <laughs> the lawyers. Because <laughs> <laughs> like they that. had that big case about the person with the wrong trousers, didn't they? That he was. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. Um, can you do your Gru impression again? Uh, I want a different uh, quote. All right, okay. Um, what's the one uh, when he when he shoots the thing? Oh, when he shoots the thing. When he shoots the thing and he goes, let me try. Yeah, it's very good. I like it. Can you do that more often, please? Uh, number question nine. Question seven. Number nine. What? To the, the lawyer, number nine. Oh, yeah. Gosh, uh, number nine. <laughs> number nine. Number nine being... Him. Him. I've okay. named him. Which, number eight... Question A, which of the, the spam heads was originally called Thomas and was a milkman? Number two, Ross Kemp. Ross Kemp. Okay. Moving on then. Two more questions. I will say the other questions when we get to the end. But uh, Question nine, which of these hairless hunks had a, da- <laughs> had a dad who was a detective chief inspector in the Metropolitan Police. <laughs> Number two, Ross Kemp. <laughs> Number two, Ross Kemp. Okay. <laughs> Somehow you're not going to get 100% of this, are you? So. And lastly, question 10. Whose classmates thought he was an undercover cop? Because they did, right? I'm not going to tell you why. I'll tell you afterwards why. Whose classmates thought he was an undercover cop? Why Why were you pointing at... Um, <laughs> Humpty Dumpty? <laughs> you pointed at Humpty Dumpty. I keep pointing at uh, Samuel Jackson. So what number was that? 12. 12. Okay. So we run for him now, yeah? Yep. Okay. So... I shall tell you who these... Shall I, can I give my, you my revised answers at the same time? Okay, right. So, so I'll tell you who they are first, right? Yeah, tell me who they are. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The Rock. Grant Mitchell. Ross Kemp. Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Oh, is that Bezos. Jeff Bezos? Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. Bruce Willis. Gru. Wallace. Yul Brynner. I don't know who that is. Sean Connery. Oh, Sean Connery. I watched a film with him in it the other day. Mahatma Gandhi, Duncan Goodhue, Samuel Jackson. I reckon I've got a better chance of some of these now. Right, so question one. Which of these baldy bonsies shaved his head for a, well, uh, for a well-known lead role and then continued to shave it for the rest of his life? You said Bruce Willis. Sean Connery. You said then Sean Connery. The answer is Yul Brynner. For the I King of Eye. I don't know who that is. Of, well, he's a very famous actor, Magnificent Seven, anyway. So, uh, uh, on that one. Question two. Which of these follically challenged fellas recently announced his retirement from acting? You Bruce said... Willis. Bruce Willis. The answer is Bruce Willis. Well Sticking done. Which of these recedingly nice guys represented GB at the Olympic Games. I said Jeff Bezos. You said <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> but it's number 11. I've almost changed my mind to him. Right? Yeah, you nearly went for him anyway. It is, in fact, Duncan Goodhue, number 11. Okay. Uh, question four. Who said the words, I said dark gun, not fart gun? I you said correct- dark gun, not, not fart gun. gun. You correctly said it was Groo. Okay, so question five. Which of these slapheads has his own wig consultant? You said... Jeff... Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Again. <laughs> it is, in fact, number 12, oh, Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. I almost said Samuel Jackson. Question six. A lot of horses and many more men couldn't save this bonehead in the end. You said Humpty Dumpty. And the answer is Humpty, Humpty Dumpty. Question seven. Which one of these bone dome beauties was a lawyer in the beginning? You said 
Sean Connery? The answer is Mahatma Gandhi. I almost said him the first time as Did well. Did you? Mm. Question eight. Which of these spam heads was originally called Thomas and was a milkman? You said Ross Kemp. Ross Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very frustrating game for you, isn't it? Question nine. Which of these hairless hunks had a dad who was a de- detective chief inspector in the Met? You said... Ross, Ross Kemp, Kemp again. <laughs> the answer is Ross Kemp. Yeah, I think well if done. these questions were ordered differently, make it a lot easier. Yeah, well, in the order that they're on this sheet, yeah? No, I question mean, like, 10. I mean, if, if it was ordered in the fact that that Metropolitan question went before the other one. Right. Whose classmates thought he was an undercover cop? Right, Dwayne The Rock Johnson then. I said You said Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. The answer is... Dwayne, the, Dwayne Rock the Rock Johnson. And the reason they thought, and I've seen a photo of him, right? No, I've seen, I was with was, the chain and the turtleneck. The reason <laughs> is, that at 15, he had a moustache and he was six foot four. So he actually looked like a grown man in a class. Yeah. And they all thought he was an undercover cop in the, in the school. A bit like 21 Jump Street. Yes, yeah, like that, yeah. Okay, so, well, you know, it was a bit hit and miss there, wasn't it? But quite good. You know, yeah. Good fun. Um, the two questions I had for the others, which you'll know what they are anyway, is question 11. Which one of these shiny ham heads has a yacht so big it has another yacht inside it? Uh, number three, Jeff and Bezos. That would be him, Jeff Bezos. And the other one, from 1993 through to 2003, this egghead was one of our a team who won three Oscars. And that is... Uh, number seven, Wallace from Wallace and Gromit. I Absolutely. actually mentioned Wallace and Gromit earlier in the podcast as well. Did you? Yeah, I mentioned Wallace and Gromit Curse of the Were-Rabbit as a potential... Oh, you did, because I, I realised that when you said it. So I'm going to put my pointy stick away and really thank pointy. you it's got, for... It's got like a foam top to it. It has to stop me injuring myself, because I'll probably poke myself in the eye. Got, can you take the foam bit off? Is I it don't actually know pointy? you can or not. I don't know if you can or not. I don't actually know what it is, really. You've just used but it I as a pointing stick. I found it, and stick. I thought I'd use it as pointing stick. Because I noticed you fiddled with that, like, yesterday when we went around the Nance. Yeah, yeah, no, I found it, and then I thought, oh, I wanted... I was going to... I was looking for one to, for exactly this, so I could point them out on the chart. Yeah. You know we've got a number of sticks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We've got a lightsaber in the room. Yeah, well, I'd be a bit cumbersome trying to lightsaber, especially if, if I pointed at Samuel Jackson and he fought back. Yeah, or you tear the paper with it. Exactly. So that is the end of my little egg quiz for Easter. It was a lovely quiz. It really was a lovely quiz. I really did enjoy that one, actually. Good. Um, I think we should do something similar in the future. Um, I appreciate it wasn't very... a. It was a very visual quiz for those who are listening. It was, but... I'll put I'll put that on so you can see it on the uh, doodah, yeah? Yeah, maybe we should have said that beforehand, saying if you want to play along... Look at the look online. Yeah, is that what yeah. we should have done? We say it now. Okay. <laughs> if you wanted to play along, uh, look don't online. listen to that bit and look online. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fatherandsundays.com. Excellent. Well, I have. But moving on, yeah. it was a really good quiz. I enjoyed that. But moving on, I haven't received any correspondence this week. Have you, Dad? Well, I did mention to you that I was only in work one day this week, and um, I was. I was just going about my business as a postman and I was... Uh, Can you act that out for me? Just putting some post in there and then I'm just walking to this place here to deliver some post. Oh, and there's a gentleman. The gentleman. If you want more on being a postman, listen to Postman the Musical in a musical yeah. episode. There was a <laughs> fellow striding towards me and he said, uh, what a word were you? And I, and I looked at him. I'm thinking, is he having a laugh or what? No, you know. And I, and I, I've known, I'd know him kind of. I've, for many years, I've been delivering to this particular place. And he actually stood there and said to me, and I'm pretty sure these were the words he used. I, I've written them down so I remember them. He said, "I was gobsmacked by the numerous inaccuracies in your podcast." I couldn't even speak about it straight after. I was so annoyed. If you want a lesson on Arthurian legend, then come see me. 
So, so this particular fella had listened to our King Arthur episode and because, and I should have guessed it, right, but because he obviously is very much into that and as, I don't know whether he studied it or if he's he's just, I don't know, but he, he knows a lot about the subject. The sheer listening to me talking about that subject matter in the, in the half-assed way that I do incensed him. Incensed him enough that when he saw me, he had to stride out <laughs> and tell me how terrible it was. So that was a win for me. I like that. I like the interaction. I mean, he was he was smiling. He wasn't aggressive with it. But um, if he's listening to this particular week, or he might have given up by now on it, when he looks at EC, he might think, my God, what are they going to do for that? And when he sees the old uh, egghead quiz at the end, he's going to be impressed. Um I do apologise. I do read about these things. I try and get it as accurately as accurate as I can, but obviously some things fall through the cracks. And if there are cracks, sometimes I paper over them with just things I make up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm sorry, but you really should be looking elsewhere for something that really. To be fair, it doesn't sound like he's looking for. Uh for information no yeah I, I believe he's and been listening to us for a little while so alternative facts yeah, alternative facts not necessarily inaccurate just alternative and if you if I the way I feel about these things if I if I start a discussion on this and we interact me and you and we go down an avenue that's not been explored before then that's not a bad thing because sometimes the correct things the actual facts are down alleys and under sofas where no one's looked before. And if we're the ones to upend that sofa or perhaps just take a torch down that alley, then I think we're doing our job. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the feedback I got. And yeah. it did make me laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was It was a, a moment from what we've learned this week. Um, your Easter eggs are rabbit poo. Anyway... Um, if you do want to leave any kind of feedback, comment, question or suggestion, uh, that can be done rather than just approaching you in the street. <laughs> yeah, that, it could be alarming if you do approach me in the street. I, had to, I happen to know this person. I don't know all the people that listen to this podcast. So, you know, it was a little bit Not easier. even that person from Bahrain? Uh, I don't know who that was. All right. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, if you want to leave anything like that, you can actually do so uh, without approaching us by doing it on the website, fatherandsundays.com. You go on the contact page and you can leave a, there's a com- comment, there's a, basically a section there. There's also comments on every page, to be fair. Um, but yeah, you can leave something there. Or alternatively, you can send it via email, fatherandsundays, um, contact, sorry, contact us at fatherandsundays.com or a comment on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We've got all of those. You can comment on those, um, like and share and follow, whatever you need to do. But back to the website, great place to go. Got all the the episodes available in there. You have also got all the links to different podcast platforms you can get all the episodes on. Uh, We've also got a store in there which helps support podcast keepers going. Um, And yeah, we've got adverts. Excellent. Sorry about those. Yeah, sorry about those. I catch me out every time I sort of fact, uh, not fact check. Or good God, I don't do that anymore. Um, well, when I listen fact check last week, yeah, when I listen back to them, uh, one man's fact is another man's nonsense. There's a podcast I listen to that keeps getting adverts um, for vaginal dis- discharge. Wow, what a thing to bring up! And I, and it's and it's on a on a very um, it's a, it's a strange podcast to put it on. Because it's a group of three men just having a laugh and comedy and stuff like that. Right, okay. But, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I never thought I'd see the day when someone would say those two words on a podcast. What, I think I'm going to go now. I'm going to go now because you've said it twice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, go on our website, fatherandsundays.com. There's a lot of stuff available. All right, then. Okay. Next week... I don't know what we're doing next week. Yeah, I you're think about I to say something, but then we haven't made a full-on decision yet. So we haven't we'll made just a hold full-on on. decision. It will be quite exciting if we do do it. Do do it. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 